Hello, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm here today with Robert Hartwell, who will be directing and choreographing North Carolina Theater's upcoming production of Memphis, which will be playing at the Raleigh Memorial Auditorium from March 24th through 29th. Robert has previously appeared on Broadway in Memphis, as well as Nice Work If You Can Get It, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, Motown the Musical, Hello Dolly, as well as the national and international tours of Dreamgirls. Hartwell is also the founder of the Broadway Collection Incorporated, a musical theater class tour that connects Broadway's finest performers with students across the country. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. And you? I'm good. Thank you so much. So to start things off, your Broadway debut happened to have been in the musical Memphis. So how did that opportunity come about? Um, that opportunity came about actually by first, I believe, being a fan of the show. I just loved the show from the moment that I saw it um, in 2009. I had just graduated from the University of Michigan. And the casting director for Memphis on Broadway is a University of Michigan grad. Mm. So my senior year, she told me, hey, there is a new show that's coming to Broadway and there's a role that I think you'd be really great at, but it's currently filmed. And so I pretty much had this show on my radar for about a year or two to get ready for the audition, you know? So <laughs> in the back of my brain while I was on tour for a little over a year, I was, you know, really preparing for this audition because I didn't want to let this casting director down who was believing in me, but I also really desperately wanted to do the show. So you did get to be a part of the taping of the musical for movie theaters, which has since gone on to be released on DVD, Blu-ray, and is currently streaming on Broadway HD. So what was it like getting to film the show? It was actually one of the most frightening experiences of my life <laughs> because... <laughs> I had only been in the show for a few weeks when the cameras showed up. It was my Broadway debut, and the day after my Broadway debut, the producers came into the theater and said, hey, we have this incredible opportunity to film the show, and everyone in the show at that point had been doing it for a year, you know, and I had just been doing it at that point for one night. It was also my first time that I had a solo in a show that was on Broadway, you know, so it was definitely, it felt a lot of pressure of like, oh my gosh, I've got to get up to the level of these people, but I've got about a week or two to do it. And so it felt very scary when it happened, but looking back on it, I'm so happy that it did happen because it's so rare that you get the opportunity to have recordings of your Broadway shows to, you know, be able to show your students or show your family. When, you know, when the filming was happening, though, it actually was incredibly fun. There was such a buzz in the theater because everyone was just so excited at the thought that, hey, this is going to be preserved forever. But it was a initial shock at first well yeah and of course filming broadway shows professionally have become more i guess prominent in recent years and so what was your solo part i was wailing joe ah. so i popped out of the floor every single night and screamed really high notes um so i'm the guy that comes out of the floor in Collins department store on the dvd and i remember the dance captain jermaine rumbert said to me on my Broadway debut, right before the show started, he came and he held me by the shoulders and he said, tonight before you pop out of the floor, it's like a trap door. He was like, 
just take a moment and tell yourself that you made it, that you're here, that you get to do this moment, you know, and that really stuck with me for forever because I really did, you know, in the two years that I was with the show, I always said to myself, when on earth am I ever going to get the opportunity to make a trapdoor entrance every night on Broadway, screaming the highest note in my range? It felt like a huge, a huge gift in that way. And as someone who was in the show on Broadway, what is it like for you getting to be at the helm of it for North Carolina Theatre's upcoming production? It's beyond thrilling. Memphis is a family. There are numerous babies and numerous marriages and lifelong friendships that came out of the Schubert Theater and that came out of that creative team putting us together. So I feel a huge level of responsibility to bring that level of love and integrity and truthfulness to the storytelling. But beyond that, also just sharing this story with a group of actors in a different time in America. I always say that... When I was doing Memphis on Broadway, we were in an Obama administration America. We live in a very different administration Mm -hmm. these days. And so it's a different approach, you know, because I feel that everyone is feeling things in a very different way, regardless of where you, you know, sit on the, you know, political spectrum. But I would say that I feel a great responsibility to honoring what the original creative team made. But I also feel a great freedom from the book writer, Jody Pietro, who has seen another production of Memphis that I've directed in and gave me his blessing and, you know, told me to just keep going and to keep making stories. And that was just like, you know, I I don't think as an actor who then starts to direct and choreograph, there's no greater joy than bringing pride to the people that help you get to where you are. So Joe is a huge hero of mine, and to have his blessing on this show means everything to me. Well, yeah, and hopefully this time next year we'll be under a much different and more hopeful administration. Yes. (laughs) And you know what's very interesting is that we, we start rehearsals on Monday, and I sent an email to the cast last week, and I said to them, you know, guys, what's very interesting is that we get this opportunity to tell this story in 2020. It's a story that, you know, started to be told in 2009 on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I said, but we get to tell it at a time where laws and administrations have the ability to change. And we are in Raleigh, North Carolina, the state capital, where legislation and political change are happening every single day. I said, eyes and ears and hearts will be on our production that could truly change what is happening in the state of North Carolina. So I think that we get the opportunity to use our art as activism and use our art as a voice for those that are marginalized, those that aren't usually heard. So I feel that we all are in agreement that we have such an incredible responsibility as artists with this show at this time in America in North Carolina. 
And it's interesting looking back at how several members of the original Broadway cast of Memphis would go on to greater things in their careers. Like James Monroe Eigelhards went on to originate the role of the genie in Disney's Aladdin on Broadway and won the Tony for Best Featured Actor in Musical in 2014. Michael McGraw went on to win the 2012 Tony Award for Best Featured Actor in a Musical for his performance as Cookie McGee in Nice Work If You Can Get It. Derek Baskin and Evan from Sykes, the latter of whom is set to star as Michael Jackson on Broadway, both went on to earn Tony nominations last year for their performances in Ain't Too Proud. And Daniel J. Watts is currently making his Broadway debut in a principal role as Ike Turner in the Tina Turner musical. It's really incredible what the original creative team gave us the opportunity to do. It's so rare that you allow Black performers to come together and allow them to be great and to not tell a story that is on a plantation, which those stories are equally as vital, but they allowed us to tell a story about how love and talent can triumph hate. And I believe that because they gave us that platform 10 years ago, it was a true springboard for all of us to go on to other projects. So it's all been a gift. And would you mind telling us about the cast you've assembled for this upcoming production at North Carolina Theater? Well, first, I'm obsessed with all of them. They are wildly talented. They are so diverse in age and experience. And two of them are actually Broadway cast members that I did Memphis with here in New York City. But I got to tell you, I really, really, really wanted to get a Huey and a Felicia that had not done the role before, which is a little unorthodox in a 12-day rehearsal period with such a beast of a show. Mm -hmm. But when I found Desiree and when we found Colby, it was just an immediate yes. Like, there's not a single person in our cast that did not come into the room and not give us all goosebumps. It's just been a magical experience really getting to find these you know, people, and I can't wait to get into the room with them on Monday for our first day of rehearsal, but truly, they are just all so, so very exciting, and they're all thrilled about the production, and everyone's been working so hard, so I am really excited to let the North Carolina audiences hear Desiree sing Love Will Stand, and to see Colby take this huge journey of Huey, and, you know, his Memphis Lives in Me is just going to be so heartbreaking, and the dancing and the ensemble. I mean, everyone's just fantastic. Everyone truly is a triple threat. And I've been telling Eric all, you know, for the past two, three months, I'm like, this is going to be one of the most special shows that your theater produces ever. (laughs) And I believe that with all of my heart. And it starts with the incredible cast that we've assembled. Well, yeah. How excited are you to be starting rehearsals next week? You know, I feel like a kid in a candy store in the sense that I've been doing pre-production for two months. So for the past two months, our associate choreographer, Ramon Owens, and I, who's currently in the Broadway cast of Beetlejuice, we have been choreographing all of the numbers. And there are 14 production numbers in this show. So it is nonstop singing. It's nonstop dancing. It's nonstop scene work. So we're just both equally thrilled and to get into the rehearsal room and start to see what we've been creating truly be put on the bodies that are going to be doing it. So really excited. 
about Monday. And going back to the beginning, how did you first get started in the theater? Actually, very full circle moment. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and the first show that I ever saw, the first professional show that I ever saw, was at North Carolina Theater in 1997. I saw the national tour of Cats come through North Carolina Theater, well, Raleigh Memorial Auditorium, where North Carolina Theater produces their shows. And in that moment, I just knew whatever those people were doing, I wanted to be doing that for the rest of my life. I was just Beyond bit with the bug, my life was transformed in that day, and so to nearly 23 years later go back to this theater and be in the same seats that I was in that I saw my first professional show, but now to be directing and choreographing a show that also gave me my professional start on Broadway in New York City—it's truly. Overwhelming in the most blissful way ever. I feel an immense gratitude for everyone that has allowed me a place at the table and a place to tell stories.、Um, but truly, it all started in Raleigh, North Carolina, for me. That's nice. Thank you. So, after having worked as a performer for a while, how did you make the move to working behind the scenes as a director choreographer? Well, it's interesting. I actually feel that. There was no transition. I feel like I've been directing and choreographing my entire life. I'm always the person in a show that is watching what the director and the choreographer are doing. I was the kid growing up that I didn't always necessarily want to be in the show. I wanted to get people together and direct and choreograph the show. So being a creative, being an entrepreneur, being a leader has always been something that has really driven me. And so I feel like, you know, when I made the choice, actually, I was saying "Hello Dolly" at the time on Broadway, and the Broadway Collective was starting to really take off, and I had to make a choice if I were going to continue to perform eight shows a week and build this company at the same time. And I made a leap of faith to say I'm going to take a step away for a moment and really focus on this other thing. And the second that I decided to do that, it was as though I had cleared up space with the universe to allow more opportunities to flow in the directing and choreographing arena of my life. And so I started to. Get offers from theaters that I hadn't even ever reached out to. It was like opportunity started to find me, and I just so grateful for that. But I also don't take it lightly in the sense that when you do get an opportunity, what do you then do with it? You know. So I hope to always be a good steward of what I've been given. Before we go, do you have any other upcoming projects you'd like to share with us? My biggest project that's happening right now is. Getting ready for Memphis, but also every summer I host students in New York City for a summer intensive with Broadway directors and choreographers and casting directors, and so I am deep in the creation process of figuring out what shows we're going to be seeing after the Tony Awards and all of those things. And so my next big project is Gathered NYC. In conclusion, for those who'd like to have a career in the theater, where do you think would be a good place to start? I would start in two places. One at the library. I would go pick up a book about the American musical theater, and I would read. 
and I would learn who came before me, and I would learn the greats. I would learn about the business of this industry, and I would really get myself educated because I feel that so many people that are coming to New York now don't know where this art form started and if you don't know where it started there's no way that you can then pick up the reins and help it move to where it's going so i would start with pick up a book get a book and educate yourself and the second thing that i would do i would go to ballet class because there are so many people who are not aware of their body in space and i'm not talking about being a dancer or not being a dancer but i think that there is something that ballet does which gives us structure which gives us discipline and which gives us an awareness of how we move through space so i would start with education and then i would start with movement of how do we move through space well, sometimes ballet transitions into Broadway and shows like an American Paris Carousel, Oklahoma, and West Side Story. Right. I mean, but also at the you know at the beginning of the day, I think it's the ballet technique that really helps people sustain eight shows a week. Because I think anyone can dance a Broadway show, but can you dance it eight times a week? And you can't do it if you don't have technique. Robert, I thank you very much for devoting your time to this interview. It was great getting to talk to you. Same. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate the opportunity. For those who'd like to keep up with your career, where can they find you on the internet? They can go to bwaycollective.com. That is B-W-A-Y collective.com. Be sure to catch North Carolina Theatre's production of Memphis. It will be playing at Raleigh Memorial Auditorium from March 24th through 29th. For more information, please visit www.nctheater.com. So thanks again for joining me today, Robert. Of course. Have a great weekend, and thank you so much for such thoughtful questions. I really appreciate it. Well, hey, no problem, and I hope you enjoy your weekend as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.